Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Run. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. And, of course, we're starting with a graphic from the one and only Bridge MCP. says, breaking, breaking. Florida man, four of whose five children were born of immigrant mothers, says immigrants are poisoning the blood of our country. I want to repeat that breaking. <clears throat> Florida man, meaning Donald Trump, four of whose five children were born of immigrant mothers, says immigrants are poisoning the blood of our country. So Donald Trump, everybody, attention, attention. Donald Trump has poisoned the blood of America. His children. Oh, my God, Donald Trump. Not like Mr. Trump, which is his real uh, German name, hasn't really, uh, isn't himself an immigrant, or his, his parents were. So it's all, this is all sad. It's all crazy. Anyhow, welcome aboard. Dear Bruce Pollard says, time to send a big shipment. To the Middle East. Bombs, bombs, bombs. Sad. Bridge MCP, I placed it on the screen. Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain says, ABQ, I think you need a trainer for those kittens. Do you know Jackson Galaxy? Today he was making cat toys. All right, let's see what else we got here. We have, of course, Melanie Keelan said, it is chilly out here in Barcelona, Spain. Hot tamale. That's what you need, Melanie Keelan. A hot tamale will get you going. All right. I hope you mean hot tamale as in real hot tamale and not something else. All right, folks, if you are just joining us on YouTube, please go ahead and give us that thumbs up before it gets started. Give us that thumbs up. If you are on Facebook, please give us that like. If you are on Twitch, share us. But whether you are on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, uh, uh, LinkedIn, share us, share us, share us. All right. With us as well is El Senor Michael Rodnan. And also, I'm going down the list. Did I get everybody that's here thus far? I think I got everybody that's here thus far. For those of you who haven't yet registered, please go ahead and register now. Let me, when I say register, I mean just kind of let me know that you're here, you know? Uh, Bridge also says it's chilly, hot tomorrow. Chilly today, hot tomorrow. Tamale. You know, you guys are getting me hungry with that tamale thing, guys. You're getting me hungry with that tamale thing now. But I digress. Paul Fleming is in the house. Good afternoon, Paul Fleming from from Atlanta, Georgia. I didn't give everybody's position, so I'll start. Paul Fleming, Atlanta, Georgia. Melanie Keelan, Barcelona, Spain. Bridge MCP, upstate New York. Bruce Pollard, Kingwood, Texas. Uh, my mind's still working. Uh, AVQ, Brooklyn, New York. And where are the rest of my peeps that I don't quite see yet? I know you're here, but you're not chiming in. All right, folks. Uh, great show for you today. Uh, the first place I need to go is to Common Dreams. And let me get this off of the screen so that I can go do my search for common dreams because I have something that I want to talk about. Uh, specifically, Medicaid, right? Uh, let's go here. Wyden says GOP Medicaid purge puts politics before children. So true. It puts politics before children. New government data indicates that just nine Republican-led states are responsible, listen to this, for 60% of Medicaid and Children's Health Insurance Program disenrollment since April. I want uh, all my Republican listeners, all the people in my Republican states, I want you to understand what I just said there. 60% of Medicaid and Children's Health Insurance Program disenrollment occurred where in red states and not only red states but just nine red states who cares about families again please tell me who cares about families i want you to repeat this who cares about families red states or blue states where are your kids 
more likely to get health care? Red states or blue states? Folks, I need you to go ahead and get this stuff right, guys. I need you to understand what we're saying here. It is shameful what's occurring in our it is shameful what's occurring in our country right now. It is shameful what is occurring in our country. What are we going to do about this? Please tell me. What are we going to do about this? Anyhow, uh, let me see. Uh, continue and continue. Re- welcome aboard, Richard Calderwood. Great to see you here. Tom C. says he's chiming in with Christmas chimes. I trust that means a Christmas uh, limerick is on the way. Uh, Bridge MCP says no abortions in red states, then starve the kids. Amazing. No abortion, but we want you to have those kids at all expense. From Michael Rodden, he says, Egberto, you have to understand conservatives. They seem to hate having a government working for the needs of the people in favor of individual liberties, including the liberty to suffer alone. Axios, most kids losing Medicaid come from just nine states, all led by Republicans. That should be a meme. We should make a meme out of that. Nine, the nine states that are killing our kids, nine Republican states, the states that claim to be a state of family values. Let's read it here. It says, and I'm going to put it on the screen as we read. It says, U.S. Rep- uh, Senator Ron Wyden ripped GOP governors on Monday for endangering the well-being of kids in their states for political purposes as they gut their Medicaid and children's health insurance uh, program. I think that's called CHIPS. Rolls at an alarming rate, sparking pushback from the Biden administration and healthcare services. Unfortunately, it's clear that too many Republican governors have chosen to put politics before children's health. Wyden, chairman of the Senate Finance Committee, said in a statement after the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services released data showing that a small handful of GOP-led states account for the majority of Medicaid and CHIP disenrollment since April. That that month, the federal government began allowing states to resume eligibility checks and disenrollments that were paused during the COVID-19 pandemic. The health policy nonprofit KFA, that's the Kaiser Foundation, has estimated based on available data that 71 percent of those kicked off of Medicaid across the United States since April have lost coverage for procedural reasons such as paperwork error. But of course. Those conservative states don't care because every person off of, educa- uh, of Medicaid costs that state much less. Even, it, it means that, they yes, they get a lot less from the government, but they also get a lot. The, the, the state has to put out less. Shameful. But remember, we're talking about the family values and the people who care about children, the people who care about the fetus but don't care about the kids. Wyden said it's encouraging that HHS is giving governors the opportunity to do right by the families <coughs> they cover and pledge to work with President Joe Biden's administration to ensure everything possible is done to protect coverage for families walking an economic tightrope. According to the HHS analysis, nine Republican-led states are responsible for 60% of Medicaid and CHIP disenrollments this year. You want to hear who they are? The regular suspects, let's talk, let's call them out. Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Montana, New Hampshire, Ohio, South Dakota, and Texas. Additionally, HHS said the 10 states that have not expanded Medicaid under the Affordable Care Act have disenrolled more children than those that have expanded combined. Think about that. Think about that. Most states finally expanded Medicaid expansion. All the states without Medicaid expansion has more people disenrolled than the aggregate of all those states combined. Yeah, but New Hampshire is driven by a Republican governor, Bridge MCP. Sununu is a Republican. Remember that. Sununu is a Republican. The head of state in uh, New Hampshire is a Republican named Sununu. 
Carl Cox is in the house. Welcome aboard, Carl Cox. Great to see you here. All right. In letters to Ninth States, GOP Governors, HHS Secretary Javier Bacera urged them to ensure that no child in your state who still meets eligibility criteria for Medicaid or CHIP loses their health coverage due to red tape or other avoidable reason as all states unwind from the Medicaid continuous enrollment provision that was in place during much of the COVID-19 public health emergency. HHS states takes its oversight and monitoring role during the renewals process extremely seriously, Baseta said, and will not hesitate to take action to ensure states' compliance with federal Medicaid requirements. In other words, we're not going to allow you states to keep on taking the federal money at the same time, you allow a lot of poor people to dis uh, to dis dis uh, disenrolled from there. We are not going to allow that because what you're doing at that point is ripping off the federal government as the people who are duly owed that service are denied. In other words, you're acting like an insurance come a private insurance company that denies service to people. It is shameful. It is shameful. It is inhumane. And it is something that needs to be taken care of. Arkansas has worked aggressively to curb its Medicaid rolls this year, stripping more than 400. Arkansas, not a big state. And it has stripped more than 427,000 people of coverage in just six months. In September alone, more than 21,000 people were removed from the program for not returning their enrollment paperwork, according to state data. I want you guys to understand what these guys are doing. They don't mind that a lot of these kids that aren't going to be eligible, that are eligible for chips that don't get it, they will die from RSV. They will die from pneumonia. They will die from a whole lot of things. And who will be responsible? Those Republican governors, those red state governors who cares nothing about humanity, but cares a whole lot about controlling a woman's body, but cares a whole lot about telling you what to do. According to... <clears throat> According to Bridge MCP, now December 18, 2023, the Biden administration says Mondays warned the governors of nine states of unusual high Medicaid coverage losses among children, suggesting that officials were failing to protect young, low-income Americans while widowing the uh, program's roles. Becerra, the Health and Human Services Secretary, wrote letters to the leaders of the states. Let's see if they will abide. Let's see if they will abide. Okay. Mike Cisak says, why are leftist policies have mandates if they are also loved by the people? Uh, seems all these great leftist programs are in place because they are mandated. Right. You know why the leftists are mandating these things from the federal government? Because the red state governors are evil. They rather see their people die. The people want it, but their governors are denying it. The people said they the people voted for Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act in Missouri. Yet Missouri, for the longest time, prevented what the people were asking for. The people in Texas support the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. They're not allowed to have it because the governor, the government that they elect, refused to do that. Culture over. Come on, folks. We have to get smart. Texas voters. Arkansas voters, all of you voters across this country, red state governors, governors, Republican governors are a danger to your health. It is a it is existential that they be voted out because they will cause the death of your children. If you are in a red state and you voted for Republicans in that red state and your kid gets a severe illness, and your kid is damaged by said illness, if your mother or father is damaged by said illness because they were unable to get the Medicaid that the entire federal government is providing for them because they couldn't afford the robbery that private insurance companies are currently providing, then you are complicit in the injury of your loved ones for voting these people into office. Please remember that you are complicit. Anybody in a red state who has whose kids have lost their health care and you voted continuously over and over and over for these people who have proven that they have no care for your families, 
you are complicit in hurting your family. Love my Republican brothers and sisters, but vote correctly or else you are voting to harm not only your kids, your Republican families and relatives, you are hurting all of us. All of us with a bad vote. You are hurting us all. All right, let's continue. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver. The Bi Paul Fleming says the Biden administration on Monday warned the governors of nine states of unusually. Oh, I read that one from British MCP already. Uh, um, uh, Paul Fleming. All right. What else we got here? Trump is not. Uh, let's see. Bree says those states are mad that the children need to use these services because they do nothing else for them except demand they are born. That is a magical word. The state wants to demand that you are born. Right. But when it is time to take care of your well-being, they don't give a damn. That is who these people are. That is what they've done consistently. Believe it. Believe that that is who they are. It's essential that we do. Michael Rodney says, Egberto, you have to wonder about Republicans' hatred for Obama, that they would block Obamacare expansion and screw their people just so people get mad more at Democrats than them Republicans who block necessary services. And it's the duty, it is the duty of Democrats for every dead American that is caused by the lack of uh, Obama, the, extent, the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act, it is imperative that they know who killed their families. And that's what we are doing here. I tell people in Texas all of the time, the Republican Party the Republican legislature all should all be charged with voluntary manslaughter because their policies kill Texans. I repeat, Republican policies in Texas, Republican policies in Arkansas, Republican policies in Mississippi, Republican policies in Alabama kill Republicans and Democrats alike. But it's run by Republicans. Let's remember that. Okay. Let's remember that. All right. Continue reading. Uh, let's see. Paul Fleming says uh, Trump is facing nearly the same scrutiny for his age as Joe Biden. Yet Trump should be especially as to increasing signs of dementia. If Biden's age is fair game, why aren't Trump's age an apparent mental decline? And he's declining fast. Yeah, it should be. And, and I don't look. I don't see Biden's mental capacity declining. I see his stamina declining. Well, Trump never had stamina, but uh, when it comes to what he says, it seems like he's demented. Too often, he seems demented. And you know what? A demented dictator is even more dangerous because the people who are really behind him are the ones who are going to run the show. All right, Mike C. says, massive numbers of people are fleeing blue states and heading to red states. Yeah, they are. Rich people are fleeing the, the blue states because they found, you know, they're not dumb. Uh, prices of, of houses and rents are going sky high everywhere. And their homes in, in, in a, a million five home in California buys you a $500,000 home in Texas. And then you have another $700,000 to live off of. So here's what these, you know, it's amazing Michael, Michael, uh, Mike Cisak doesn't understand the, the, the insipidness of his statement, because here's the deal. The blue states invest in their people. They invest so much in their people that their people get a lot of their people get rich in their real estate elsewhere. And then these rich people or these upper middle class people or these middle class folks, they say, wait a minute. Now that we have made all this money. We can go ahead and maximize how far this money can go. So we leave Texas, I mean, rather, we leave California, we leave New York, uh, we sell our $2 million home, or, uh, and we come to Texas, we buy a $500,000 home that is more luxurious than that $2 million home in California or New York, and we live off of the other $1.5 million. That is what the blue state has done to many of its people. It has made them so loaded that they can come to Texas, take advantage of our slave labor, 
take advantage of we have not invested in our people. So our people are less educated. Our people make much less money. Our real estate stays low because it tracks where the people are. But as more people from California and New York moves into these areas, what are they doing to the home prices in Texas? They're actually going up. So we're starting to get a normalization. Mike Cisak, that is why single dimension thinking by the people who follow the Republican Party is so dangerous. It makes you less than smart. But when you look at the analyses, you get the exact good reason why those people in California and New York are making a strategic decision to move to the South. Their money goes a lot further because, again, they are taking advantage of who we are in the South, which was we deprived our own citizens of success. So they come over here and they absorb the success that we were lacking. It's amazing. But to you, the only thing you see is, oh, my God, California moving to Texas, New York moving to Texas. Oh, Texas must be better. No, Texas is cheaper for them and they can buy a lot more with their money in Texas. Right. That's what it's all about. And that's nothing to be proud of, because what it means is that California people will come to Texas and live very well. The people that are in, in, in California, they get Cal care. They get all the care that they need health wise in California. The poor people here stay without insurance, but the people from California that come to Texas, they have the best insurance that they can buy because they got the money to do it. But you don't see that, Mike Cisak. You don't see that the uninsured in Texas, the uninsured in Kentucky, the uninsured in all these places are subsidizing those rich people that come over from California and Texas, those middle class people that come over from California and New York. We, our lack of investment in our own people are subsidizing a, a, a living style, a quality of life for people that are out of state. But the Republican has not taught you guys to think strategically, to think through different levels of indirection, which I hope by coming to politics done right, you understand that and you get that. Thank you so kindly. All right, uh, let's. Uh, Carl, sees, Carl Cox says Mike Cisak is wrong again. No one, I repeat, no one wants to out of USS Medicare or any such program. Exactly. Mike Cisak says the left going after to try to shut down groups that offer support for women with unexpected babies. I wonder why. Look, see how they change the subject. That is what you do. You you change the subject and you keep bringing nonsensical things up, and that's how you. That's how th people stayed all wired. Folks, just remember this. Come November 2024, any person who is voting Republican, they're voting for their demise. Anybody who votes in the primaries for neoliberal Democrats, they're voting their demise. Going forward, it, Democrats in the primaries and Republicans who also want to join the Democratic primaries, vote the most progressive candidate you can find. That will ensure that come November, or I should say, Come January 2025, when the new Congress is installed, that we will have sensible leadership that cares about humanity, that cares about people. I urge you to understand that more so than anything. It must be understood. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to make any bones about, oh, you know, you got to vote for the Democrat. No, you got to vote for the right progressive. And by the way, I'm going to say something else. If you find a district where there is a Republican more progressive than the de Democrat and you get a promise out of that Republican that he will caucus on policies that help people, then you do that. Yvette Avery Herod is in the house. Good afternoon, my dear, beautiful Yvette. So please remember that, folks. Mike C. says blue states end up going broke due to leftist investment. Name me one broke blue state. I'll name you the red ones that are broke. But name me one blue broke blue state. Please, name me one. Name me a broke blue state. Please tell me. You couldn't. You couldn't. All right, let's continue. Uh, 
Let's go, let's continue here. Paul Fleming says, these statements are not just supposed to shock you. They're supposed to work on you, to make you believe we need something new and extreme to deal with our problems. We need we don't need a legal system and at all in constraints. We don't need a political process. We need strength, will, action, broken rules, maybe even violence, maybe just a temporary dictatorship. That sounds like who again? El Señor Trump and the voters. All right. All right, let's see what else we got here. What else we got here? What else we got here? Mike says, I said, Egberto, you keep thinking one dimensional. You remember what I tell you guys about projection? <clears throat> you keep thinking only government can do things when it's private business and people who do better. Okay, notice how I talk about it. Look at how, how projection works. He calls me one dimensional. I gave the whole breakdown, the analysis, the multidimensional analysis of why people move from blue states to a red state like Texas, not every red state they move to, but a red state like Texas, which is a bit more cosmopolitan because it has Houston, Austin, San Antonio, and El Paso, uh, Dallas, you know, so that's why they move here. But at the same time, he made a mistake. I've never said that the private sector is no good. I've said that there are, th there are things that do not belong in the private sector. A pizza shop belong in the private sector. A Kentucky Fried Chicken belong in the private sector. Healthcare does not belong in the private sector. Why? Because healthcare is one of those things that competition doesn't really exist. It shouldn't exist. You break a leg, you go to the closest place to get care. You get lung cancer, you go to the best place that can give you care. It's that simple. So Mike Cisak, by definition, when you talk about one-dimensional thinking, my brother, you are looking in the mirror. But I still love you, Mike. You know that, right? I hope you do know that. Everybody in my group here, I genuinely feel you are my brothers and my sisters. And just like I have to score my Republican sister up every so often, it's why I score you guys up often as well. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Let's see what else we got here. Let's see what else we got here. Bridge MCP says an associate press uh, press fact check finds it's actually the other way around. High tax traditional democratic states subsidize low states. Oh, that is absolutely the truth. I'm going to read that after I speak to brother uh, brother Ray here. Brother Ray, it's always a pleasure to have your voice. Talk to me, sir. Mi hermano Egberto. Hey, I just <laughs> wanted to say uh, you make a lot of points, but you know. One of the points I feel like we sometimes miss is that we don't have to convince people to vote Democrat or Republican. What we have to do is convince them to vote because there's a saying that goes, the biggest party in this country is not Democrat or Republican. It's the I'm not going to vote because it doesn't matter who wins party. Right, 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 right. And and what. I hear a lot of is not so much people so enthusiastic that they have a chance to vote for Donald Trump, mm -hmm. but the apathy, it's the apathy that they believe no matter if Donald Trump wins, their life is inevitably not or inherently going not going to change. I got you. And I, mm -hmm. I don't know what we can say or do to convince these people Yes, your life will change. You will see the difference. And when you do decide that you want to do something about it, it'll be too late. You know what, uh, Ray, I want to give you kudos on that statement, first of all, on how we tell people to actually just go out there and vote. But I want to give an example because you are so right when you say that. And I want to finish reading Bridges' piece in a little bit, but I want to answer this, this statement that you already. Right, I want to acknowledge the statement that you made. It's about getting the people out to vote and also getting them out to make an informed vote. But here's the other kicker. I, I want to bring up a good friend of both you and mine, uh, Daniel Cohen, because I spoke to Daniel yesterday as well, and I was going over what we did in Harris County, and this applies to the entire country, right? We had an establishment Democrat that thought she was untouchable, right? She believed, Kim Ak thought she was untouchable, and she just had to call up the precinct chairs and say, "Come vote these crazy left wingers uh, down." When they try to send, uh, when they try to admonish me for actually uh, going over, you know, for attacking Democrats, for 
as uh, recommending Republicans to office and all that kind of stuff, right? Because in effect, you know, she is a Republican. She was a former Republican who they didn't want. She came to the Democratic Party, got elected, but she still have her Republican proclivities. But anyhow, uh, what Daniel Cohen and, and his posse did, and this is important for us to show that you make a difference. Nobody thought a this this in the, the this this activist would be able to mobilize precinct chairs of all flavors in Harris County to actually go and admonish a strong strong district attorney and not do it by uh, 10%, 1%, did it 2 to 1, 6 to 7% over 33%. It made a difference. And what I'm trying to tell you, Brother Ray, is that is we have to use examples of success like that, that when you do engage, when you do engage in the body politic, you can make a difference. And that's why I tell folks, when you go out to the polls, and, you, and, and that's why I also not neoliberal Democrats. Do not vote for uh, for Republicans at all. If a race consists of a neoliberal and a, and, a, and a progressive, always vote for the progressive. If there are two neoliberals, vote for the best of both evils with the neoliberal Democrats. But what I'm saying is your vote will matter. And you and I and all our posse here, Brother Ray, has uh, two months to do that work in the primaries and 11 months, to, or let's call it 10 months, to do that job for the main election. And I know we can do it if we execute, as Daniel did, uh, leading the cause for what we did on a local level. Continue, my brother. Yeah, and I mean, you don't have to look any further than what we saw at the local level to know what I'm saying is true, because yes. we had uh, Houston population of what over 2 million that was selected right. by what 17% of the population if that much and yeah one thing one thing about it you know one thing that kind of disturbs me and saddens me to an extent is i talk to a lot of people about how existential these elections are and they just seem to feel like well if elections just disappeared their life wouldn't be any worse off for the wear it's like They'll still have to go to work. They'll still have to go pay for their groceries at the store. It's like, how do we convince people that even though democracy not perfect, is still worthy of fighting for? And a lot Let of me, people I, I talk to, you know, in my family just don't feel like right. democracy. They'll participate lukewarmly, but right. they don't believe in it. Ray, that's And if why it disappeared, I, they wouldn't be sad. Ray, that's the reason I use Daniel as an example. And what we have to do is use uh, the other thing that Daniel is an example. Uh, Kate Cox is another example. It does matter. Kate Cox could lose her life if she couldn't jump out of state to go somewhere else. So what we have now, because of the, the uh, non-democratic nature of red states, because of, like I said, what we were able to do here progressively is we have examples and it's not going to change a person overnight but what we have to do is every single tacit example that we can come up with i tell what i tell people politically is you don't tell stories in rather you don't you don't convince people with statistics you convince them with stories so what i started to do is tell stories i mean i told a story with with uh, our yesterday i don't know if you saw our show yesterday with uh what a pastor along with uh, with uh alistair waters are doing in the uh, in, with rebuilding playgrounds somebody may look at it and it's like egberto is just trying to give a feel good story yes i want to give a feel good story but i also want to show people that interacting with people matters i'm pretty sure half of those people out there were maga but you know what they know who i am now right so i can actually have a real conversation with these people at some point in time and that's what we have to do we have to mix it up and not just go full political at them but get full trust on start to build trust with them first it's like a, a lot of what I talk about in my book, how to talk to your right wing relative friends and neighbors. And the thing about, let's say, between you and me, Ray, is when you get disillusioned, I must be there to lift you up. And if I fall, you are there. 
to lift me up so that we can actually keep working because this is not a job that's going to be, it's happening now. This is a job that will be con- a continuum. We got to do it and do it and do it and do it. Make my point. It's a lifetime commitment. No doubt. Yes, no sir. doubt. Like and w- it for me, I don't, I don't go to church. I'm, I don't subscribe to a religion, but my dedication to democracy, as I understand it, I've, uh, I've committed a lifetime. And that's what we need. That's, that's what we need. And I'm going to leave on this note to my people who identify as Democrats, progressives, leftists, whatever it is. Um, if you remember something, Donald Trump won in the primaries first, one precinct, one state at a time. We can do it. We can get our person in there. You just Thank got to you, believe. Thank you, brother. I am with you 100%. We are a team. Let me read Bridge. Thank you very much for calling in, my brother. All right. Let's go right, read. Bro. Thank you. Have a great one, brother. Let's go to Bridge MCP statement. I want to say an Associated Press fact check finds it's actually the other way around. High tax traditionally Democratic states subsidize low tax traditionally Republican states in a big way. Republicans are trying to eliminate the deduction as part of the sweeping tax package working its way through Congress. They added back a deduction for up to $10,000 in property taxes in a concession to Republicans from high tax states such as New York, New Jersey, California. Republicans are pushing to extend the deduction to local income taxes, too. It is true that taxpayers in high-tax states benefit the most from the deduction. However, these states send far more tax dollars to Washington than residents in low-tax states. In fact, most high-tax states send money, more money to Washington than they get back in federal spending. Most low-tax states take more money out of Washington. And I've written about that several times. I've blogged it. I've spoken about it. That's a statement of fact. All right. From Michael Rennes says, I've seen so many MSNBC anchors talk about Trump's obvious fascist statements, and then they invariably do so without promoting what good Democrats have already done for the American people. Very true. Only talking about macroeconomics that the people tend to ignore. So I've come, I've got some bad news for you. In 2016, the Washington Post and ABC News polled Americans about unfavorability ratings of top candidates. Hillary Clinton got 56 unfavorability. Uh, ratings, the worst of any Democratic candidate since polling began. Trump smashed the record at 63. Joe Biden is hovering around 52 unfavorable ratings. So this is a serious concern. If Trump isn't in prison for any of this 91 federal charges, the supermajority of where people are enduring such hard times, they'll discard democracy itself to get the promised change. Only problem, Trump takes everything worse, makes everything worse. No despair, folks. We just have work to do. That's it. We just have work to do. Uh, let's see, Egberto, as it comes to t- uh, taker states, top nine out of 10 red states are takers. The one blue exception is New Mexico, and we understand why that is. Okay, uh, let's see what else, what else, what else, what else. Uh, I'm scrolling down before I do the first video. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, I'm scrolling down, I'm scrolling down. Okay, I'm, I think I don't have anything that I want to read out right now. Okay, we got a Tom Limerick. You know, I got to read that one. All right, Tom Sarnik, new extended Limerick. Ready to go? A criminal lawyer named Rudy, once America's mayor, lost his hair and all sense of honesty and duty. On election lies double down, can't stop blaming, defaming, and acting like a clown. Finally met his match in court. By judge and jury cut short in favor of Shea Moss and Ruby, two women brave, strong, and free. Love it, man. As usual, knocks it out of the park. And I have one more for the screen. And, uh, you know, I'm going to do it what my people tell me to do. And it goes like this. The world is my country. All mankind are my brethren. And to do good is my religion. And that's what I want all of us to keep in mind. I want all of us to keep in mind that we're doing good for everybody else, whether you're Republican or Democrat. The policies we stand for are policies just as much as it is for uh, Brother Ray. It is just as much for Mike Cisek. It is just as much for Tom Sarnik, Breach MCP, everybody else. All right, let's go to our first video. Even t- Ryan has soured further on Donald Trump. 
So let's go ahead and talk about that. Let's go ahead and get busy. Recently, I spoke about the autocratic nature of Donald Trump. And one of the things we spoke about is, oh, Donald Trump is actually specifying now in no uncertain terms that he intends to be a dictator, claiming, of course, the first day. But again, like I brought out on the genie bottle, you know, if you get if you get three wishes, you're and you're or, if you're, or rather if you get one wish and your one wish is to have an unlimited number of wishes, you know, that that may be the kind of genie that genie that Donald Trump would pull if he were to win the election. Now, before I, I want to break a minute here. I'm listening to MSNBC, I'm listening to Fox News, I'm listening to CNN, and Donald Trump is still leading the race many times within the margin of error, but of course, uh, I mean, within the margin of error in, in, in many polls. But here's the important thing. These stations are, yes, they are in fact attacking Trump as they should for the things that he says, both the the uh, the Nazi kind of speech that he's given, etc. But they're actually speaking as if this guy has won the election or is definitely going to win the election. We don't even know if he's going to be the candidate. We don't know because things are so fluid right now. But again, the thing that you have to be careful about is something known as inevitability, right? Donald Trump is a master at playing those games. And the way he is doing his speeches, it's almost as if the presidency is his. The inevitable presidency of 2024 will be his. And to some extent, just like the media in the past sort of allowed him to dictate the narrative subliminally. That is what's happening again. Even as they believe, the media believes that they're doing their job by challenging him as an autocrat, by challenging him that he's using a lot of, uh, uh, of a Nazi-type phraseology. But they again are failing in that they're giving him some sense of inevitability or some plausibility of winning. You know, I have never seen such a weak defense of democracy anywhere. But we better get our act straight fairly quickly. Anyhow, um, uh, Paul Ryan, good old Paul Ryan, former Speaker of the House, uh, decided that he was going to weigh in recently. And I want you to see how he addressed who Trump is. And then we'll take it on the other side. It's not just um, the media and uh, Trump's rivals uh, like Nikki Haley and Chris Christie that are criticizing him. Former Speaker of the House Paul Ryan said something, uh, some very stark criticism of Donald Trump that I've never heard him say publicly uh, quite as starkly before. Let's roll that. Trump's not a conservative. He's an authoritarian narcissist. He's a populist authoritarian narcissist. So historically speaking, all of his tendencies are, you know, basically where narcissism takes him, which is whatever makes him popular, makes him feel good at any given moment. He thinks in, in an authoritarian way, and he's been able to get a, a, a big chunk of the Republican base to follow him because, you know, he's the culture warrior. Look, I mean, I'm glad. Welcome to the party, Paul Ryan. Where have you been for so long? You know, before it was Donald Trump shouldn't run because he wasn't electable, not because he wasn't authoritarian, even after January 6th. So good. I'm glad more Republicans, including Paul Ryan, are starting to see the threat, you know, as we just were discussing him quoting Vladimir Putin. Paul Ryan, Paul Ryan, where have you been? You know, here's the thing. More than likely, all these people were quiet. Because you know what? They wanted those lobbying jobs. And while Trump was president, and if Trump becomes president, to ensure that you can get those lobbying jobs, those cushy jobs that, uh, that, that, uh, are anar that a anarchy, not an anarchist, but an autocrat like Trump would put out, maybe we need to stay on his good side. Well, now I think many of them are they would stay on his good side, but they're fearful 
of what this erratic narcissist clown would do because he will be someone looking for revenge on anybody who came out against him. He'll be just, again, that big, big baby seeking revenge, that big baby controlling the nuclear codes. Well, we better be careful. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. Absolutely so, folks. Absolutely so. Jay Ray says, the crazy thing about Barack Obama and Mitt Romney, both being neoliberal and neoconservative, both and more in common than we wanted to believe. That's in retrospect. You know, you're absolutely right. Obama used to want Medicare for all. That's what Obama... uh, when he was back in Chicago and uh, in the legislature, all, he supported Medicare for all. But it turned out that what he adopted was Mitt Romney's Republican type health care. That's that became Obamacare. And what what made it uh, what made it the Republicans kind of go for it? The few that the, the, the Romney's and these guys is because it was still left to the private sector to pay for pay a bill. It was a lousiest compromise Punto final, lousiest thing you could think about. But they did it. And so you're right, Jay Ray. And to think that what they wanted to dismantle was the best thing, the, the best setup that you could possibly put up for a, a healthcare system based on the, pri- the, the private sector that pretty much is nothing more than a ripoff. Nothing more than a ripoff. You know, so we have to understand these concepts before. We get involved with a whole lot of these. Anyway, folks, anyway, let's see. Uh, Rodney said 91 charges in federal system with 95% conviction rate. Trump's next stop is a prison cell. It's important that when we talk about Trump for prison, make sure to always include 91 charges. And Trump supporters can only remain such so long as they they don't read the charges. Simplified business fraud in New York. So burn an election fraud in Georgia, willful retention, top secret documents in Florida, and trying to overturn democracy in D.C. Exactly right. All right. What else have we got here? Callcock 6, Mike. I'm always wrong, CSEC. <laughs> that is funny. That's a funny joke, Callcox. Uh, Jay Ray says, the only reason that Republicans detested it is because Obama was a black man and there was a mandate they created a narrative to make people hate it. Exactly. Because, again, it was working very well in Massachusetts. Bridge MCP says, let us not forget Project 2025. They all swore by it. And, you know, for those who don't know what that is, let me pull it up for you. And I should I should have that bookmark because uh, let me tell you something, folks. They're not hiding. They're not hiding uh, what they're trying to do at all. Uh, they are not trying to hide, and I'm, I'm trying conservative. Let me see if I can get to the project twenty, uh, project twenty twenty. I I used to have it, but it looks like I don't have it bookmarked yet. Uh, so let me go ahead and find uh, project twenty twenty five. Here we go. Uh, project twenty twenty five. Don't forget that they already have a plan. They already have a plan. More about Project 2025, the action of liberal politicians. You know, it's it's an attack on liberals, and then they tell you what they're going to do. And you know what, folks? Remember, they mean it. When they tell you what they're going to do, they actually mean it. Don't forget that. Don't forget that at all. So look it up. I'm going to put it in the um, I'm going to put it in the feed so that you guys can go see Project 25, the actual document. There it is. It's in the feed. All right, folks, I got to check out of here. Got to go prepare a few things. So let me go ahead and uh, do the one thing that I like to ask all to do. Please support the program. You know that we do important work here. How do you do that? Please go to politicsdoneright.com 
slash support. Again, that is politicsdoneright.com slash support. And I'm about to put that link in there right now. Uh, we ha- uh, That link has a lot of different ways in which you can support the program. Uh, likewise, I would like to ask you to subscribe to the, our newsletter. Subscription to the newsletter is free, but anybody who decides to um, to become a paid member, in other words, you purchase a coffee a month or so for Politics Done Right, you get access to all of my books, all of my books, uh, again, online. And I have five books, but I'll be, you know, hopefully by the end of next year, we'll be up to eight books. We'll see if I can get the time out to write because it's hard having to do everything. It's, it's very hard, but that's what we do. So please consider subscribing to our newsletter and becoming a paid subscriber. Just go to politicsandright.com slash newsletter. Tom C. has a message to CSEC. says, I guess you also think authoritarian. Mandatory state, federal, and sales taxes, car registration, and insurance. And how about speed limits, stop signs, and of course, seat belts? Again, uh, their, their, their methodology through their thought process is not very logical. But you know what? It's a good thing about it. Um, they're All of you are here, and we can talk together. Anyway, I got to get out of here. I want to thank all of you for, for listening, I, for chatting for communicating. Want to thank Ray for calling in. I'd like other people to call in sometimes as well. Um, I, you know, I'm still fighting some issues with this online type phone system, but we will get that taken care of. I want to thank all of you for being a part of the PDR Posse. Love you all from the depths of my heart. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.